Hello, I'm Jahan Colbreth. Welcome to Chia's podcast series on accreditation from the perspective of accreditors. In this series, Chia recognized accreditors will discuss issues of importance to accrediting organizations and to accredited colleges and universities. These presentations are in their own words and reflect the accreditors' views. And now, Jamie Studley, president of the WASC Senior College and University Commission. Welcome, and thank you for joining us for this podcast. I'm WASC Vice President Stephanie Huey, and I'm here with Jamie and Studley, and I'm the president of WASC. So we're going to be talking today about a few key topics, uh, one of which is equity and inclusion and accreditation. And we're going to talk about using evidence to understand performance of all students. We're also going to discuss the importance of transparency in driving excellence, the critical role of context in evaluation and accreditation, and the strategic focus of WASC. With that, let's start with strategic focus. Over the last couple of years, the Commission has launched a new strategic vision and goals. Jamie, let's discuss some of those key areas of focus. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, Alongside our commitment to equity and inclusion, and also to our global scope. An important strategic focus for WASC is on evidence and outcomes as the cornerstone of our accreditation reviews. We use them to strengthen institutions and peer reviewers' ability to evaluate and document performance outcomes. There's been a transformation of accreditation from inputs and process, historically, to looking seriously at outcomes and results And there's a broad national shift in this direction. While attention, for example, to graduation rates is widespread, WASC has taken a further step to look at post-graduation outcomes, including such things as student debt, ability to repay borrowing, post-graduation salary, to advance quality education through equitable student success as markers of quality. It's important to understand that ideally, planning and accreditation that institutions do are aligned not independent. Together, they provide an opportunity to advance mission by looking all at once at an institution's goals, programs, resource allocation, improvement strategies, and how they analyze their results and learn from them. In short, planning and accreditation are best seen as complementary and interwoven, not independent. For example, equity and inclusion are now central elements of both institutional planning and accreditation review. A bit of history. WASC wants to support the integration of these processes to get maximum value of effort. To do that, WASC has required that institutions disaggregate data by race and ethnicity, and we've been doing that since 2000. In 2021, the Commission established an Equity and Inclusion Council, issued a statement of commitment to equity and inclusion, and developed a strategic action plan around these issues. That statement guides us as we work to revise our standards for accreditation, a process that's underway right now. Stephanie, you've been doing some important work to help institutions. Yes, and in an effort to promote these focused conversations about equity and inclusion, the Council has released just this week an equity and inclusion guide, which provides suggestions for using inquiry and evidence to support the understanding of the equity and inclusion environment on a campus during the accreditation review. And this guide uh, is available on our WASC website if you're interested in taking a look. And in addition, in terms of equity and inclusion, 
we have a diverse portfolio of institutions. These are small specialty schools, small privates, and others. And these, these institutions have varying populations. Not all of them have large populations of first-time, full-time freshmen. And we want to make sure that we have a complete picture of how these institutions are doing in helping their students graduate timely. So we use the IPEDS outcome measures, which allow us to see the progress of all students through to graduation, including transfer students, part-time students, and full-time students. Jamie, talk about a little bit about our transfer initiatives and how important transfer is to us. Happy to. We'll give you, a, uh, in a sense, a case study of a way we are applying the accreditation process and the use of data and evidence. WASC is developing pathways to help understand whether institutions are supporting credit evaluation and acceptance and successfully serving transfer students. We plan, for example, to create guides and educational opportunities to help institutions and peer review teams better understand the issues surrounding transfer student success. Improving evidence and using evidence through inquiry and conversation is a really important focus for us because our sense is that evidence can help organize and fuel conversations, which can lead to good decisions and better outcomes for students. We identified in that process the need to have a uniform set of metrics across accredited institutions to give us a framework for driving those conversations and inquiries. With the support of Lumina Foundation, we started in 2019 to establish the Better Conversations, Better Data Initiative. It's very intentional that the word conversations comes before data because we think that it's really those interactions that matter and data and evidence support them. They're not the end, it's improvement that is the end goal. An outgrowth of that initiative is the 2021 launch of our Key Indicators Dashboard. Stephanie's been the architect of that project and I'd love her to tell you more about KID. Sure. KID is a web-based tool presenting trend and comparative information on accredited undergraduate and graduate institutions. Uh, the KID is available on the WASP website, and the information in it comes from federal data sets, and it also presents multiple years of metrics and comparisons to national, peer, and WASC averages. The types of information that we uh, include in this tool are institution size and context, student completion, student finances, institution finances, and post-graduation outcomes. KID is an example of our leadership in transparency, and this is critical because transparency leads to accountability. As early as 2012, in fact, WASP made commission action letters available on our website. And then in 2021, we made KID available to the public so that anyone in the public can go to the website and look at data about institutions which we accredit, not in the aggregate, but the actual individual institution in which we accredit by name. Uh, in March of this year, we further expanded KID to offer peer benchmarking and data on graduate-only institutions to the public on the website. In addition, WASP builds on the commitment to equity and inclusion in KID with additional transparency by adding not only data disaggregated by race and ethnicity, but also by gender and PEL status. Speaking of disaggregated data, let's talk a bit more about WASP's notion of context, Jamie. 
Uh, context is a word that comes up often uh, in thinking about the judgments that accreditors need to make. Context is particularly important to understanding outcomes. Institutions of higher education are complex and they are unique. To understand performance, accreditors must use their expert judgment to understand the landscape in which that performance is taking place. That can include an understanding of the demographics of the institution, certainly the institutional mission and educational focus, larger issues such as uh, the economy or changes in the field for which students are preparing. In addition, when looking at outcomes, no one metric is a definitive indicator of performance. It takes multiple metrics in context to understand an institution, both in terms of its own trends, performance, stability, or slippage, and in comparison to others. If all institutions are being affected by a weak economy, that would put uh, earnings or graduation rate outcomes even in context compared to others. We spend a lot of time working with our teams to think about the kinds of questions they can ask to get at these issues and helping institutions look at themselves in light of the evidence to understand what's going on and to put it in context themselves so they can explain and act on it. You know, in fact, we have really developed multiple measures and ways of helping institutions think about context. And one of those ways is is benchmarking. We benchmark to a statistically defined peer set. We have we offer trends and comparisons over time, and we uh, offer comparisons to WASC and national averages. Our, our statistically selected peers are based on similar characteristics such as Carnegie classification, percent Pell, underrepresented minorities, uh, because we want to create meaningful comparison groups to help understand undergraduate outcomes. Ultimately, accreditation has two purposes, to help institutions improve, to accomplish their goals, and also to assure that they meet standards so that there is accountability about the quality of all institutions um, that students might consider and that we may fund with our public support. The notion of improvement is critical to that work and we see these interactions and the information that we provide as helping institutions accomplish what they want to do um, and to make sure that they have the ability to get beyond the superficial and actually dig deeply into their own effectiveness and where there are successes that are leading to improvement and where there is a need for more thoughtful attention that can provide support either for all students or for specific categories of students or uh, people enrolled in certain programs uh, so that the quality is always rising. Speaking of quality, I just want to close by saying that we are well aware that the numbers that are available to us are not the full story, that there are intangible measures and other outcomes of post-secondary education that we and institutions and students want to understand better. One of the horizons for WASC in the future is to be able to do a more complete job of understanding and improving the quality of the conversation about outcomes of higher education that go beyond the ones that we've talked about specifically in this conversation. So there's a lot to do. I'm fortunate to do it with um, such a wonderful set of uh, peer reviewers, motivated institutions, 
uh, colleagues like Stephanie uh, who are committed to the work of accreditation to serve student success, equity, and improvement of the offerings of higher education in this country. Thank you for joining us on this podcast today. Thank you for this thoughtful presentation. We thank all of the CHIA-recognized accrediting organizations who have participated in this podcast series. These podcasts are another way CHIA informs its members and the accreditation community.